Joining me now from her uh, home in beautiful downtown Kelowna is Melanie Dodaro. Melanie is uh, the founder of Top Dog Social Media and Canada's leading expert on LinkedIn. She is my go-to source for all things LinkedIn related. And I am thrilled that she's going to be speaking at this year's social media camp and that she's going to spend a few minutes chatting with us today. Melanie, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Steve. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing really good. Actually, great. I, a month away from social media camp. Looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an awesome camp this year. Oh, of course it will. Absolutely. It's always an awesome camp, and it's in you know one of the most beautiful cities. But you are like stress puppy extraordinaire because you're just finishing up a book. And are you going to have this all done by the time we go to social media camp? Or is this going to be hanging over your head like Democlius' sword as we're there? <laughs> well, my book launch is actually uh, June 3rd. Uh-huh. So um, I'm really in overdrive right now trying to get through edits and layout and whatnot. So I might be able to you know, have a few advanced copies ready by then, but it's very iffy. I don't know for sure. But you will have it done by then, so you can party. Yes, I'll be partying. Okay, good. Well, that's <laughs> that's good news for all of us. Um, now, so what's what's the book called? What's it about? It's called the LinkedIn Code. Uh huh. And it's really about how to use LinkedIn as a lead generation tool. So it's ideally suited for anybody that's in B two B, so business to business, um, professional service providers, sales professionals, marketing professionals. Is really geared to that and how they can set up their uh, their profile and then and then put into action an actual lead generation campaign on LinkedIn of that, reaching out to prospects and ideal clients and building relationships. That's a little different than most of us think of LinkedIn because correct me if I'm wrong, but in my naivete, I look at the world of social media as brand building awareness and that sort of stuff. YouTube is 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 king. Lead generation, I've always thought Facebook was the king, and I always thought LinkedIn was all about relationship building. You know, it's interesting. Uh, LinkedIn's been shown to be 277% more effective for lead generation than Facebook or Twitter. And I always find that stat fascinating because I don't know about you, but most of the people that I see using LinkedIn use it so poorly. Yes. All kinds of mistakes, you know, break all the unspoken rules of etiquette and best practices, and yet it's still 277% more effective. So it's a phenomenal tool. I mean, when, I'm te- when I teach people through my boot camps and my courses, I'm always like, you know, I'm going to take you from that 277% to 2,777%. Learn <laughs> how to do it right. Okay, well, so let's, let's, let's talk about how, you know, what are the, how you start approaching looking at LinkedIn for lead generation. Because there is a sensitivity that people have in LinkedIn. Like I've noticed that if people send me in my email or the LinkedIn mail or whatever that contact in, in, internal email is, when I get sent offers or when I get sent promotions of come to my thing or do this or sign up for this thing, I look at that as LinkedIn spam. And it kind of kind of cheeses me off a little bit because I'm thinking, no, LinkedIn is a sanctuary where I'm not supposed to be marketed to. So where do people start to approach and what, what kind of leads is LinkedIn ideal for generating? Again, it's LinkedIn's perfect for B2B. So any companies or businesses that are business to consumer, B2C, um, they're going to struggle a little bit more with it because you need to take a different approach. You need to be a little bit more creative. But you're right, Steve. The, the messages that people are sending are spam because they haven't figured out how to do things properly. They're so busy promoting themselves that they're not paying attention to the person that they're communicating with. And so that's one of the things that I, I talk about all the time. I'm like, you don't pitch 
via social media. You don't pitch via LinkedIn. What you do is provide value, build a relationship, and here's the key, and that everybody misses this, is the only way you're going to convert a prospect to a client is by taking that relationship offline. So you build enough rapport and establish enough value that that person actually wants to have a phone call with you or an in-person meeting or a Skype call, whatever it is for your business. And at that point in time, you learn a little bit more about their business, their problems, and see if you have a solution to offer them. So this is uh, taking the taking the uh, the reputation management that LinkedIn can do for us of building a, of building awareness of our knowledge of our insight of our willingness to share and be part of a community. It's taking that and kind of pushing that to the fore, and then and it, but then creating some sort of mechanism to encourage engagement to say, hey, reach out to me if you want to talk. And at that point there, that's when I'm creating that lead is when they finally engage with me. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's, a, there's a number of different ways to do that. First of all, what I basically teach in LinkedIn is, is a, new ter- a relatively new term called social selling. And it's basically how to build those relationships and move them forward. And so one of the things that I'll tell people is, you know, everybody's interested in, in, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are interested in, you know, just building connections. They're just building connections. It's kind of like a numbers game. And then they say, you know, I just don't understand why I'm not getting any results from LinkedIn. I don't, I've never gotten any business from LinkedIn. Well, you don't get business by building connections and doing nothing with them. So one of the things I suggest is as soon as you've connected with a new person or a new person's connected with you, reach out via personal message and start, start a dialogue, start a conversation. If you have something of value that they might, they might be interested in, then you know, even include that. Like For example, one of the things that I offer new people that connect with me on LinkedIn, and I have a bit of an advantage because I teach LinkedIn, um, is I'll say, hey, you know, if you're interested in improving your profile on LinkedIn, I've got a really handy little checklist that you might want to download. You can go to linkedinchecklist.com and download it. And it's just a helpful resource for them, right? So a lot of people are really appreciative. I'm just providing value. I'm giving them something for free that's relevant for them and and that they're interested in. Uh, It builds my email list and it builds rapport immediately. Now, is there an issue around... Uh, I'm just I'm just trying to get my head around the fact that this is, I certainly appreciate the B2B aspect of this, but you've got all of it's. But how is our brands represented in LinkedIn versus individuals? See, uh, on Facebook we had that we had that differentiation where we could have the brand page and then we had our personal page, and so we could push you know the kind of the, the, any any corporate communications to the brand page. How's that handled in LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn's very similar to in that uh, in that uh, way. They've got company pages, LinkedIn company pages. There's LinkedIn personal profiles, and there's also LinkedIn groups. You can mm-hmm. actually form your own LinkedIn group. Um, so I recommend that every business, of course, has a company page. But I also share with them that the results that you get on LinkedIn are going to come through your personal profile because people want to deal with people and not logos. Okay. And so a lot of people make the mistake of setting up their personal profiles with their company logos, their picture. Some people even do it as their company name, which is against LinkedIn's terms and conditions. You're not allowed to do that. You set up a company page. You don't, it's kind of like Facebook. Uh, you're not allowed to have a personal profile under a business name, but people still do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and you can get shut down, and you will get shut down eventually. So you, you know, anything you build up, you're going to lose eventually because um, they do monitor that stuff. And they will just take it down. Yeah. Okay. Now, you mentioned groups, and something in me tells me groups have to be a big part of this whole equation. Well, there's... 
two different ways of looking at groups. One is being a member of groups and being a member of groups is ideal for finding and reaching out to, you know, who might be an ideal prospect for you. So the biggest mistake that most people make, you have up, up, to, up to 50 groups that you can join. And what I see most people doing is joining groups that are industry specific for them. So for example, a financial advisor is going to join all the financial advisor groups. Well, those groups are filled with your peers and your competitors. Mm -hmm. Not your ideal clients. Yes. So what you want to do is you want to select your groups based on where your target audience, your target market is. Now, so I have a formula. I have a formula for everything. <laughs> I'm a big formula girl on LinkedIn. And I have a formula for how to choose the right groups. So if you've got 50 groups that you can join, and you know it's great to join a lot of groups because um, basically link, you'll only show up in LinkedIn search results, and people will only show up in LinkedIn search results when you're looking for somebody. If they're part of your first, second, or third degree network, or a member of the same group, so group uh, groups will you know massively increase your visibility because you'll get found a lot more often because now you have exponentially increased your um, reach. So when you're looking at joining groups, I always say it's fine to join some industry specific groups. So what you want to do is maybe keep that in the ten percent or less range, so four to five groups. And pay attention to what your competitors are doing. Pay attention to what your peers are doing. Watch for industry updates. Stay up to date on what's going on. You know, in your industry, there's nothing wrong with that. Then you might want to learn some new things. So you might want to. You might be interested in LinkedIn. You might be interested in social media. You might be interested in sales training or business development or something like that. Join a few groups related to that. Things that you want to learn more about. If you get a good group, you're going to find lots of great content in there. It'll be ideal for that. Again, keep that to 10%, so four to five groups. The vast majority of the groups that you join, 40 plus, should be groups that are specific to where your target market is. Okay. And now, do you recommend heavy engagement with those groups? Uh, you know, uh, jumping in in conversations and adding as much value as you can as a way of establishing your credibility? I do. Um, and it really comes down to, you know, creating your own what's going to work for you basically. So when I'm teaching my LinkedIn boot camps, for example, or any courses, I'll talk about, you know, how much, how, how much time are you plan to, planning to spend on LinkedIn each day? Is it 15 minutes? Is it 30? Is it 60? If you know it's a lead generation tool and you can develop business from it, you know, people are going to start to spend a little bit more time on it. But it really depends on what's going to consist of, uh, you know, a day in LinkedIn um, and how much time they have. So should they? Absolutely. You should contribute to groups, be a poster, be posting, um, you know, starting conversations, posting some good content. There's a, a tricky way of doing that because a lot of group owners will not allow links and stuff like that. So you've got to be really um, strategic in how you do that. Okay. okay. So start it off as a conversation versus just post your content. And adding, uh, adding value to other people's comments and uh, discussions. It sounds to me like most of what you're talking about as far as building and creating leads on LinkedIn comes down to sweat equity as opposed to pouring money into the into the situation. Am I am I missing anything? Yeah, no, everything that I teach people, you, you know, you can absolutely do for free with the exception of some people who start to become really uh, aggressive with using LinkedIn as a business building tool, as a lead generation tool, might want to upgrade to a premium account for a couple of reasons. It increases your search, uh, advanced search ability. So you can advanced search on LinkedIn is phenomenal. You can find people and, and situations for anything that you're looking for. So you can get really, really specific. 
Not all of the search functionality is available in a free account, so you need to upgrade to get some of the additional search functionality. Plus, it gives you more search results. So instead of getting 100, you can get 300 per search. And then the last thing is it allows you to see everybody that's viewed your profile. So sometimes prospects might be viewing your profile, uh, but they, you know, they don't understand LinkedIn enough to think that it's okay to reach out to you. So mm -hmm. if you can see that they've viewed your profile, that gives you an opportunity to reach out and connect with them. So what about LinkedIn ads then? Do you talk at all about them? Is that because they, it's, LinkedIn does have ads similar to, the, uh, to um, the Facebook ads, but they certainly seem to be A, more expensive to use, and B, it doesn't seem to be as refined an engine for delivering them. Yeah, so you're right. And you can only run ads through a company page, not through a personal profile. So you can do LinkedIn uh, launched a while back, uh, LinkedIn sponsored updates, similar to Facebook sponsored posts. And uh, those work really well if you've got the right content and you target it properly and you do all that, but they are expensive. And, and um, LinkedIn's really going to need to you know, make some changes to some of their ad platforms um, and make the cost per click a little bit lower if they want it to you know, really kind of hit the masses. Right now it is a pretty expensive um, way of advertising. The other problem with LinkedIn ads is you can run all kinds of different ads, not just sponsored updates. But if you don't use a LinkedIn account rep, you get bottom of the barrel. So the self-serve ad option is actually not ideal because it gives you the bottom of the barrel kind of crappy placement. Oh. Um, and the premium placement is only done through a LinkedIn account rep. And you need to have a minimum ad spend of $10,000 to get an account rep. <laughs> well, that's beyond most people that are playing around with Facebook ads' uh, uh, ability to spend money. Yeah, so it, you know, there's there's some some challenges and limitations there. But you know what? Honestly, you don't need to run any ads. You can get a ton of leverage by just, you know, reaching out, building your network with the right people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, really kind of doing your advanced search and, and finding the right people and uh, reaching and building relationships, adding value, and then moving those relationships forward, moving them offline, which is the key, which, you know, everybody online keeps these relationships online and never does anything with them and never moves them forward, and they wonder why they're not getting any results. And that, that to me, seems to be one of the real uh, gems that you're talking about, is, it, is the fact you want to move these people into a real email-based relationship or a face-to-face -face relationship, move them out of the virtual space to where you have a, real, a true relationship. With with the with the with the prospect that you that you've met, it, I mean, we, you know, when you we, it's hard to come, it's hard to look at a, a social media platform and not set it against and, and look at it in the light of what's been happening with us in Facebook, and you know, we, we, you look at the investment that you're putting, which I think is awesome that you can just invest sweat equity in LinkedIn and you can and you can use it for real true lead generation that is awesome because every other platform it's all about spending money strategically in that platform to generate the leads and then you've got situations like has just happened to so many people in Facebook where you were basically led down the garden path for so long being saying here's the the, the path to success is building your fan base spend money building a fan base because then you'll reach them in your posts and then they go and they change the uh, they change the organic reach to basically devastate it. So all that investment now, in order to benefit from it, you have to spend more money every day. Yeah, every, every day to get people to see your posts. So, I'm, do you see any dangers of anything similar undermining your organic efforts on LinkedIn? Not at all, because it's a totally different 
it doesn't matter whether your stuff shows up in the news feed on LinkedIn. I mean, should you be posting content on LinkedIn once a day? Absolutely. It's, you know, definitely something that I, I teach as part of your, you know, part of what a day looks like in LinkedIn. Um, but it doesn't matter people, you know, who sees it or who doesn't see it because your results on LinkedIn comes through your proactive use of it. So I, one of the things I'm going to teach at, um, social media camp is, you know, kind of how to set yourself up so you get found, so you can get some, you know, some organic uh, results without having to do anything. But, you know, that's all well and great, but the results, true results, uh, business results are going to come through your proactive use of it. So you're reaching out and, and building those relationships, moving things forward, providing value, stuff like that. Uh, that's where the results, are, the real results, are going to come from. Okay, let's okay. let's let's uh, let's circle back to the uh, to social media camp. And, and so, what's the title of your talk? Do you how know? To, yeah, how to generate more business from LinkedIn. How to generate more business from LinkedIn. So, your ideal, the, the ideal person attending your webinar, your, your seminar is going to be who? Besides me, because I'll be there. <laughs> so, uh, anybody who, absolutely everybody who's in the B two B space. So, if your business caters to other businesses or business people or professionals, you definitely want to be there. Uh, marketers, sales professionals, and professional service providers. And I take it we're going to learn a lot of what we just talked about. We're going to you're going to see show us a little bit more uh, kind of chapter and verse how these how these techniques come about. Well, one of the things that I always start off everything with when it comes to LinkedIn is I talk about laying the foundation for your success. So before you start doing any of this prospecting that I'm talking about today, you want to lay the foundation for your success with a killer LinkedIn profile that positions you as a credible professional that, you know, you look great, that it speaks to your target market, that's optimized for search. So unfortunately, I think I only have an hour or 50 minute slot. So what I'm going to do is help people lay that foundation for their success before they start reaching out to people. So you probably check a lot of people's profiles as they're, as they're linked in, in, in with you. What percentage of people ha do a good job on their profile in your opinion? Oh my goodness. Like 0.0001%. Really? <laughs> yeah. I would so ask you to look at mine, but now I'm afraid to. <laughs> well, see here. Here's the problem with LinkedIn profiles. So this is what most people do. They either set up their account and they put nothing in it. Mm -hmm. Like you got maybe one sentence in their summary. Um, you know their title and their headline, um, their current position with no description. They've got nothing in there. The other people. Uh, so the the other you know end that I uh, end of the spectrum that I see is the people that fill it out like a resume. Yeah. And I understand why people do that because. You know, LinkedIn initially, you know, when they were launching, was became known for the jobs, job, you know, seeking in the recruiter site. That's changed dramatically. LinkedIn's become uh, a huge content marketing platform. Um, you know, 86% of the people, sorry, 84% of the people that are using LinkedIn are using it for business purposes, and only 16% are using it for seeking a job or recruitment. So the vast majority of the people are using it for business. So a resume is not going to appeal to your ideal client. What's going to appeal to your ideal client is a client-focused um, profile that speaks to the needs, the problems that your ideal clients have, and the solutions that you offer. A couple so, of your best blog posts, if you're a writer. Yeah, well, you know, um, Yes, but what you really want to do, you, you can actually add some cool multimedia to it. So you can actually link 
blog posts and videos. Like that idea. Yeah, you can add videos below your summary section and below your experience section. Uh. But really, what, what I'm going to talk about at Social Media Camp is really how to structure uh, your profile, what needs to be in there, and and you know, kind of change the perspective that most people have of having their profile all about them or like a bio or yeah. resume focused profile because that's not going to speak to who you, your ideal clients are. So if you learn how to optimize your profile, which is another thing that I'll talk about at Social Media Camp, showing them exactly you know how to choose keywords and where to put them so that they're showing up at the top of the search result. If your profile is showing up at the top of the search result, when somebody clicks on it, it doesn't speak to them, you've lost them. Okay. Right? So that's what I'm going to really kind of cover is what you need to do to stand out, to attract your ideal clients, and get found. Well, I'm going to be certainly taking that in. Now, and, and you've already got me thinking on so many levels. I think that's going to be an awesome conversation. Now, before I let you go, I've got one last question, and I'm going to put you on the D. You know what used to bug me on Facebook? When people poked me. You know what bugs me on LinkedIn? When people who I don't even know recommend me. What is the deal with these recommends? Do you mean recommend or do you mean endorsement? Endorsement, whatever those things are. So in, I, in my social media feed, like because I, I filter all my email, I've got like all of every day I open it up and there's people I don't even know, I think endorsing me in social media, endorsing me in video, endorsing me in being an awesomely good looking guy. I don't know, they do all these things. Okay, well, first of all, let me help you change that perspective. Okay. Um, they Just because you don't know them doesn't mean that they don't know you. Oh, uh, okay. I've got, uh, I'm going to say probably over 10,000 endorsements on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I know mm, 0.01. You like your number. You do like your numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know those people, but here's here's what you don't know about LinkedIn and those endorsements. They actually affect LinkedIn's search algorithm. So the mm. endorsements you get for a specific keyword term, the higher you rank in the search results. So you better start thanking those people that are recommending you. <laughs> oh, that's what, I was, that's what I was worried about. Do I actually have to thank everybody? No, you don't. I don't ever thank anybody for an endorsement. It's a one-click endorsement. Obviously, if somebody sent me a recommendation, which is a A whole one- different thing. Yeah, those I appreciate. Yeah, so no, you don't need to, you know, um, okay. some people will if they're just getting the odd endorsement here or there. Uh, and the other thing that's nice is, you know, if somebody, if somebody like the, a lot of the reason that people will endorse others is they're kind of trying to invoke yeah. the law of reciprocity and thinking, hey, if I endorse you, maybe you'll endorse me. See, that's a slippery slope. It is. As far as I'm concerned. And I'm not sure. I have, I have endorsed nobody. And so I, I think that the Dotto endorsement should carry way more weight. Uh, but also, uh, I don't know if I want to endorse anybody because I, I just because then I'm going to feel that I have to endorse everybody because I want everybody to like me. Well, no, but nobody's going to know. Like other people aren't going to know. You know, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But okay. also, I always recommend that you don't endorse or recommend anyone that you don't feel truly comfortable about knowing. You know, their level of. Um, expertise or you know how they deliver you know their services in their business like you have to have some personal you know kind of uh, experience with them like I mean for you and I to endorse each other that would be fine we've seen each other speak we know each other's products and stuff like that but if I didn't know you I I I personally would not do that and and I recommend people definitely not do that and a lot of people will you know send I get this all the time I'm sure you do too where people will send me a recommendation 
recommendation request. You know, yes. of course they use LinkedIn's default message, which is another thing that I recommend you never do. Never use any default messages. Personalize everything that you do on LinkedIn. So they'll send me their default message. Can you recommend me? And I'm, I don't even know this person. Like, are you kidding me? Of course I can't rec Oh, I'm not going to recommend you. I actually wrote an article, uh, it's been a while now, maybe a year and a half ago. It was about how to get LinkedIn recommendations. So what people should do. And one of the things I say in there is never ask somebody you don't know for a recommendation, period. End of discussion. So when people would send me these requests for a recommendation, I would just send them a link to my article. I'm like, oh, I see you want to get more recommendations. I have some good suggestions in here that you might want to take a look at. And of course, as soon as they read it, it says, never send it to somebody you don't know. And then I get apologies afterwards. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And the problem is, is that people don't know. They just don't under, and they should know. Like for me, I mean, that's just common sense. I've got this terrible, terrible temptation that's lurking about in the back of my mind to create a form with a PayPal button attached with people say, if you want me to recommend you, make a donation to Steve. And based on the size of the donation will be the quality and the fervor of the recommendation. That could be a good business model. I highly recommend against it. Okay, well you can, but it's not gonna be going to your PayPal account. <laughs> I, bet the, I bet that's coming. I bet somebody's gonna do that. I bet somebody's gonna be just, just crass enough to, to well, if I've thought of it, other people have thought of it. That's let's just put it that way. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and and but Melanie does not recommend it. But your your existing recommendations that you've gotten have already gotten me uh, humbled with my engagement on LinkedIn. I thought I did an okay job on LinkedIn, but every time I talk to you, I realize I should be doing so much more. And it's all smart stuff. And and I love the fact that it's stuff that you can do yourself, and you don't have to. We don't have to, you know, be basically pulling out the PayPal account for. It. I love that fact, unless you buy the the upgraded account, of course, in LinkedIn. Uh, but Melanie, what's uh, uh, so? If anybody wants uh, more information on your stuff, Top Dog Social Media is the place to go. Sign up for Melanie's newsletter, people. If you of all of the social media newsletters in the marketplace, there's two or three that I read every time they come through. Melanie's is one of them. You really, I got to give you credit. You really think uh, long and hard about your stories and 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 always deliver value with your newsletter. So I, I got to thank you for that because I've learned a lot from it over the over the over the year and a bit that I've been following you. Awesome, thank you. And so you can find a place to register there at topdogsocialmedia.com. Melanie Dodero is our guest. She is going to be a highlighted speaker at Social Media Camp 2014 coming up next month in Victoria, B.C. I'm looking forward to seeing her there. If you are on the fence about going, Melanie is one good reason to attend Social Media Camp. Melanie, thanks so much for your time. Thank you.